Now, you're very welcome to Tree Talk, episode 172. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Veil Star. Uh, this has been pre-recorded after last week's shenanigans, so don't be any live questions this week, but I, I, I'm sure we'll get through a world of stuff. We have hurling, football, camogie, ladies football, calls from abroad, jerseys, Congress, a lot to get through, so, so stay tuned for all that and more as usual. Impression again, we get old with what you put in, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Oh, Matt, how are you, I suppose, on this, this dreary enough Wednesday? It isn't great, but it's dry here in Palestine. What's it, what's it like in in your place? Well, well I'm loath to say to you, Jack, I'd tease you and say that the sun is splitting the lo- rocks here in Glenru, but no, it's, 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 it's a nice day. It's a pleasant day, but chilly. Yeah, it, 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 I was at the UL game last night against MTU Cork and just miserable altogether. Um, it was actually moved from the, the grass pitch onto the Astro. That's how bad it was. But we'll get into all I, the I, I, I was in the comfort of my armchair, Jack. Um, not so comfortable at what, what I was watching. I was watching UCC ball out of the, um, out of the um, Fitzgibbon Cup. And I know we'll be talking about it later, but I was so disappointed my old animal matter. But sure, look, they've yeah, won from Jack, so we won't complain. Yeah, I know you're disappointed with, with the college, as you like to call it. I, I, yeah. I'll always have to call it UCC. But I suppose we start with some good news and you got a, a nice surprise of a phone call during the week. I did. I got I, I got a social I, I got a social call for somebody that has left this country with about 40 years and was a fantastic hurler here in um, in his day. Um, Eddie McGrath from from Aunt Patrick. He called me a social call. I, I knew him well um, over the years, and um, he's a avid listener. Um, he told me of treaty talk every week, and that it connects him. It, it connects him with home, and he can get it loud and clear. So it gives you an idea, Jack, of where where the tentacles of of um, treaty talk are extending to. But I want to wish Eddie the very best of luck and. He has done Trojan work since he since he left these shores. Um, he was on the verge of the Limerick team when he left here, and and made a couple of appearances with Limerick. But um, uh, he has done Trojan work with the Michael Cusick's club in 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 um, in in Sydney. An absolutely fantastic ambassador for 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 for, for Gaelic games. And of course, he's actually the uncle of um, Limerick goalkeeper David McCarthy. Right. So, you know, to be, he comes from a family steeped, absolutely, the McGrath family steeped in tradition. Pat, everybody probably knows him, is involved with Black Rock there and uh, that sort of a thing, his brother. And um, like, I just want to say hello to Eddie. Um, hope you're, 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 you're tuning in today and that, that, that um, 
all the very best and looking forward to touching base with you when you're back here in these shores again. Yeah, it's always lovely to, to hear that someone's listening to you first off. And if they're enjoying it, all the better. Because we're here for the long run anyway, 172 down. That's nearly three years now. At this, or sorry, it's more than three years. It's nearly, We're into our fourth year. So it's been very enjoyable. And as always, we love to get the feedback from people. We won't be able to get it live today, as I mentioned, because we are recording. Because we did have those issues with, with the gremlins in the Wi-Fi. So uh, by the time we get to you, it'll be all perfect. But it's running fine here so far, Matt. But we'll get in to nitty-gritty because we had um, three games last weekend so far. Uh, but, but before we go on to that, Jack, um, oh, yes. I, I, I'm very heartened with a couple of motions that, that, that are going to Congress. Yes. And um, one, one, one is, um, it's something that I have spoken about in this cast in the past. And, um, and I, I think we spoke about it very, very recently, actually, in the context of one of the county finals. And that is the number markings on jerseys. Now, I understand that there's, there's a motion going to Congress on that matter from McCart Club. I think it's the Killer Club in Cork. It's one of the Cork clubs are taking a motion to con uh, Congress, um, seeking that there would be proper numbering and clear proper numbering on all jerseys henceforth. And they're, they're absolutely right because it's, you know, I, I, there's... There's no point in having a program for supporters if they cannot read the numbers. Mm. I know it, it 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 has been a nightmare um, uh, in recent years, and um, I suppose it, it, has it all got to do with this cool thing? It's not cool to have proper numbers or big numbers or I I don't know what Jack that had been nearer to your generation than mine, but um. <laughs> um uh, well, you're look, telling me anyway. Belly seen have to get new jerseys. Seeing as we well, have the yellow band going around the back. Yeah, well, the numbers have to be very, very clearly legible from, from you know, if, if this motion is passed, which I, I hope to God it is, because, like, it's a nightmare to, it's a nightmare first of all to supporters, and it, it, it's um, it's a nightmare to referees. And, and yeah. um, may, may, may I be a bit selfish for a moment and say that it is a nightmare to us that do reporting on matches. Yeah, it could have been useful in Tralee on Saturday night with the case of mistaken identity uh, for Niall Scully and his black card, but we won't get into that. Another motion yeah. that um, probably has more far greater consequences is the kind of the amalgamation of the GA with the ladies football and Camogie, and that's something that we've kind of been championing for a while, and it, it looks to be the way forward, really. Well, it, it looks to be the way forward, and very, very interestingly, it comes... It comes from the GPA and it comes from the GPA on the back of a survey that they have taken of their members and in which 97% uh, voted are opted in favour of it. Now, the, the motion is a small bit loose in that it's not demanding that it happens um, because it, it is in train, but it, it's moving very slowly, but it's calling. It's calling for the exp to have it expedited Um the, 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 the amalgamation and I think there's an absolute compelling case for it and Tom Parsons among others in, in what will be their submission to, con to Congress um, I think will make a compelling case and uh, look we're going down that road Jack in, in, in baby steps we should start taking long steps yeah. you know and it, it, it is the way forward and I, I understand that, 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 that there are plans this year um for the, the, the Leinster Senior Football Finals to be played together, um, the, the men's and the women's finals. Yeah. 
So, like, you know, that that's a that's a giant step forward. And certainly, um, I think the LGFA have been very, very proactive in, in doubling up their games with, with, with daily games. And um, like and let's face it, Jack. Let's face it. Um, the LGFA have a very, very, very good product. Yeah, and and people uh, and people are are, are are buying into it and buying into it. Fifty-five thousand at the All Ireland final, at the, the biggest of any female sporting um, um, event in Europe. So, like Jack, we can't we can't argue with it. And um, I think absolutely there's there's a compelling case. I certainly hope, I hope that those two motions are passed. Yeah, you're definitely hopeful that they're going to pass because it just seems to be the, the right way forward just to get increased exposure. You said 55,000 at an All-Ireland final. At the All-Ireland final day, hopefully we can get closer to the 82,000 that it holds. But we'll get into the and game. Of course, of course Jack, um, the, the, there was a switch of emphasis on Egon O'Farrell when he was president. Um, um, he, he, he was emphasising that, that, that the way forward was probably to have the one club concept, which is a fantastic concept. And then that there is there is no reason why the two of them can work hand in hand. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous having two or three different units of the same family in the same parish. Like and you know it, the the day the day has come rather than been bickering about um, facilities, this that and the other thing that you know that the, the, the GA family goes together as one unified unit, one unified yeah. family, and and um, be be it. Um, a hurling football, ladies football, camogie. You know, I'm I'm equally enthused about all four. Yeah. And handball, handball for that matter. We, we 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 have a wonderful suite of games in our association, Jack. Yeah. And you know, we, we we should do everything possible to project them and project them to the public. And I think the public will buy in big time to 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 this and. Um, like you know, because that that does 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 agree there for GA at the moment and for games, you 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 can see the turnout at games, the turnout for for the Munster Senior League and and the National Hurling League and all all that sort of thing. And there's an appetite there that's just you know insatiable at the moment. Yeah, there there is a huge appetite for games, and there's a lot of games for us to get through. So we we will go back to last week and we'll we'll start with footballers today. Um, I wasn't there, you weren't there, um, Parano was there, and I, I'll be talking to Pa next week, and we'll get his insight into the game, because Limerick aren't playing this weekend, they have, they have a break, they always had a break, they're playing loud next weekend, so we can only talk about the game, way, like the meaning, the result, but 2-9 to 11 point winners in Antrim is, is nothing to be laughed at, Matt. Nothing to be laughed at, um, Jack, and certainly you would have got long odds in it um, before the campaign started, and you'd have got long odds in it, I'd say, um, once the campaign started, and even that's notwithstanding the fact that Limerick had beaten Longford. But, like, it, it, it's the type of start to the campaign, Jack, that that, um, that Billy Lee would have dreamt of. Yeah. You know, um, because um, talking to Billy before before the Longford game, like, he, he was emphasising... Um, you know the, the 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 fact that Limerick had four games at home and like you know their success or failure this year was going to hinge mainly on how successful they were going to be in their home games and here he is now back from Antrim with two points in the bag having picked up the two points at home in the first um 
first round. It's the stuff the dreams are made of, Jack. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It it tells us one thing. First of all, it tells us how far we've come from the game against Kerry in the opening round of the McGrath Cup. But above all, it tells you something about Billy Lee's panel and his panel from last year. Starting off, he had he, he had lost six players coming into the coming in to the, in, into this year's campaign. He lost the three three further players after the first round against Langford, and like that would test the best panel in Ireland. And he still was able to name a squad and a team that was capable of going up and picking up two points in Antrim. Antrim, who were flying, Jack, yeah, absolutely flying under Enda McGendley. Now, but we did make the point here last year that there may have been, they may have been slightly fortunate in 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 winning promotion. In that, in their three division uh, four North games last year, they won all three by three by a point, single point. You know, which is which is sailing clo close to the wind. Um, they had a good win over Waterford in 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 the semi final or you know the promotion playoff. Which which guaranteed them that they were going up to Division Three and like I suppose maybe we read too much into the fact of um, but it, it had to be an excellent performance that they went to Fermanagh and, and came home with a huge win one fourteen to eight points and and um, you were sent yourself right the 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 Antrim um, bandwagon is football bandwagon is rolling now at this stage but. Um, I, 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 I think it's after getting a bump back down to Acton. It wasn't a soft landing um, uh, because they possibly wouldn't have seen it coming. Now, the, another point about it is, Jack, and, and we've said it time and time here again in this podcast, that um, um, I, I was never too worried about Limerick's ability and capacity to, um, to create goal-scoring chances. But I had serious worries, and the jury was out on that capacity to take them. But it, it looks as if they have, they, to a certain extent, to a great extent, that they have rectified that. Yeah, and Billy, Billy would probably be the first to admit that himself. Yeah, they they went to Antrim two years ago um, in the fifth round of the league. They'd won their first four games and was this two twenty one to one twelve or something. So it was a nice, it was a nice loss for Limerick. Um, and I feel like I wasn't there that day either now, but they passed up a lot of goal scoring chances on that day, I think. Yeah, that's, 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 you're absolutely spot on, Jack. That's a microcosm of what we're talking about. Because mm. on that particular day, they, they created five or six guilt, uh, guilt edge goal chances and only took one. And they, they, that, that game was immediately after they're taking five against Wicklow. Yeah, so they're, like, they're which, the top goal scorers. They're the top goal scorers across the four divisions. And, did you ever think, and it's it's not in respect for the Limerick footballers, but it's just more of a football was hurling. Did you ever think that the Limerick footballers would outscore the hurlers in the one weekend? I didn't. Um, I didn't. Um, certainly, in the present climate, you you you, it 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 would probably be the last thing that you would expect. Um, but I, I know we'll be talking about that in a minute. But um, yeah, I suppose an interesting statistic. How do you come up with those ones, Jack? Uh, that's actually um, I just saw on Twitter Owen Ryan from there just had it up now I mean anyone anyone could have copped it but Owen was, was the first one I saw to cop that one so I shout out to him there but um, yeah like I said um, it was a brilliant win for Limerick like, and we won't dwell on it too much because obviously they will be playing loud next week next week's show will be more dedicated to football because the hurlers will be off 
next week. So, um, but is there anything I, else you I, want to say I, in that I, game? I, I'm absolutely 100% sure, Jack, and as you are and we all are, Billy Lee will not be basking on the two wins. No, definitely not. Billy Lee's and and that is this part of, of um, his formula for success. Billy Lee is so sole focus now. He won't want to hear the words long for the mantrum. Only one word he'll want to hear from for the, for the next two weeks, and that's loud. Yeah, and you just hope that they they did it in twenty twenty. They built up ahead of steam at the start of the year and kept it going right through. So be hopeful that this year can be the same. And the players are stepping up to the mark. We've obviously lost a lot of frontline players, as you said, but the others are stepping up in their place. And even some of the, the French players got injured as well after the first day in there. And that's it. it. And uh, like we, we, we spoke about the six that were missing, the three frontline players, the three squad players, and now three of the, 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 the players that started against them for the Richard as well. So, Billy will welcome the break and give an opportunity to those to make, to, you know, to get back. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll probably be room for improvement in that side because they are an ambitious group. But we'll talk about that more next week in preparation for Loud. But two from two, top of the table, um, it's a good place to be. I suppose Limerick and Westmead both have four points from four. You've Antrim and Leash have two. And then Longford, Loud, Wicklow and Fermanagh are all at one point. So there was a lot of draws in the group as well, which bodes well for Limerick. But we will touch on that more yeah, next week. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a tight group. That's what is, you know, and every point is going to be absolutely crucial. But you would have to say, and this is without um, wanting to, to jump too far ahead of ourselves, be it loud. And um, you're you're definitely looking upwards rather than any possibility of what's coming behind you. Yeah, that, that's what they should be aimed for anyway. Um, we I referred briefly to the, the score there, but... The Limerick Herders were beaten by Wexford on Sunday, one eleven to eleven. It was, well, I suppose it was more like a vintage game of hurling. It was, it was far from the vintage hurling of Limerick that we've seen in recent years. Um, tough conditions in Wexford. There was strong breeze there. Pitch was heavy. Um, Limerick didn't get going. Wexford didn't really get going. What's that? Twelve, twenty-three scores in a game is is madness for this this generation of hurling. You'd often see teams score that on their own. Um, Limerick outscored them. They got 2-6 in the first 15 minutes of last year's All-Ireland final and they couldn't even muster that over the course of 70 minutes. Um, what were your initial thoughts on the game, Matt? My overview of the game was that it was a very poor game. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying that because Limerick lost. But... Um, uh, there, 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 there were factors that militated against a good game, probably the conditions most notably, um, which which were des- definitely uh, challenging and trying. And um, it, 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 we, we said here last week, even though I, I thought Limerick would, would win, um, uh, how how difficult it is to go to Wexford Park. But, you know, we, we, we didn't have to wait till last Sunday. To know that that Wexford are a completely different animal, completely different team altogether on their home patch in Wexford Park. You know that they they they, they 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 seem to rise and then and the crowd seems to get behind them and seems to get the best out of them. Like they have had some notable victories in recent years in 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 um, in Wexford Park and last Sunday, of course, will go down as as one of them. Like when the when the champions come to town, and and um, you beat them and and. Um, like the, the the lead up to the game, if you were to judge by the preseason competitions, and I suppose if if um, 
if the game last Sunday told us anything, it is that um, the the preseason competitions actually count for not when 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 you're go when you're going into when we're going into the league because just to reiterate the background, Limerick had that spectacular um, win over Clare in the final of the Munster Senior Cup, and um, while that was all happening, Wexford were suffering a spectacular uh, trouncing at the hands of Dublin in the Welsh Cup final. So they say a week is a long time in politics, so you'd be inclined to think that a week is a long time in huddling as well. But um, it, it isn't as simple as that. It, it, it just is that, 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 um, that the, you know, the pre-season competitions are just that, pre-season competitions. Pre um, yeah. They're an opportunity to try out players, um, test the waters as, as, as it were, get as much game time into fellas as you possibly can. But really, it is when the league starts that the real business starts. And it, it, it starts more so now on the new structure um, when the league is running straight into the championship, Jack. You know, um, like heretofore, you, you played your preseason, you went straight into the league, you had a break, and then you, you're, you're returning for the championship. Like, we, we, we're scarcely two months away from the championship. And here yeah. we're talking in early February. You know that was unthinkable a number of years ago because, you know, it was it, it was the dust rising in 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 June was or in June, was was championship time, so. But look, I'm not reading too much into it, um, in in, in into the result, um, it, it was disappointing, um, uh, I suppose nobody will know that more than John Kylie and his charges and his backroom team. And I'm sure that um, you're, you're, you're going to see a bit of a backlash um, when Galway come to town on, on Saturday evening. Yeah, it would be foolish to read too much into that game, Matt. Like we saw last year um, under par against Galway, lost again the following week against Waterford, didn't reach it. But when a week later, when their backs against the wall, they put 33 points on Cork and continued in that vein. That's, this Limerick team is not a team you want to anger. No. No, and like you know, in the aftermatch, Jack, I found it in the last week or ten days lead, leading into the to the um, into the game in Wexford. Uh, you you probably found the same down in your side. I, I never f I sounded that that, that um, I I thought the expectation reached unprecedented heights. Um, when we, when you know with only four of our our All Ireland team against Clare and the way we put Clare to the sword. Um, it, 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 it drove expectations absolutely through the roof. And I'm sure if you if 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 um, Limerick were to get a wake up call, probably the first round in Wexford was probably the time to get it. Yeah, get it as soon as possible. And you have to you have to see that uh, like for a lot of those players it, well for a number of those players it was the first start of the year now Declan Hannon was one of those. I thought Declan Hannon had a brilliant game at centre back, and I want to talk about the defence in a minute. But Robbie Hanley got the start; like he had a long year with, with Kilmallock. He just seemed a small bit off the pace. Dave Reedy was in the corner, wasn't himself. Um, Darren Galan's first start of the year. You know, there was just the, the freeze went erratic. There, there was just a lot going on, and I would imagine that for those players that played last week, that they'll have a chance against Galway. I'm sure John will give them all a chance. But on the defence. If you were to take a positive out of it, the defence were superb. Um, now, I know Wexford got, got the only goal of the game, but 
There was a lot of steps. Well, Nicky Quaid couldn't be to blame for the goal anyway. No, um, I don't think any of the backs could be either. I think there was a lot no, of steps taken. No, no and the, 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 the goal is another issue on whether it should have stood or not. Um, the general consensus is that it shouldn't. I think it's a case um, of he, Mikey Dwyer was getting fouled and the steps were restarting when he was getting fouled, which isn't the case. But look, it is what it is. But like the, the unit of Nash Morris. No, no, I mean, you know, I, I would have the utmost respect and, and, and regard for Tom. Tom Walsh is a referee. I think he's an excellent referee. Um, but, um, you know, that you, you can look at it two ways. Like, if you look at it in terms, blandly in terms of the number of steps taken, it was a free out. But then there was a question of whether whether um, um, Mikey Dwyer had been fouled. And I think there was more than a little suspicion that he was. Yeah, probably was. Like so in those circumstances, him. was the referee giving giving him the advantage? Yeah, but I still think if you get advantage, you still have to, to make a player. You have to get onto the, the hurdle somehow. Look, yeah. Limerick Limerick had a more defensive. You know, it was it it, it 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 you know his finish was excellent. Like there was nothing Nicky Quaid could have done about it. But like when Nicky Quaid was tested by Conor McDonald. Like he brought off what is a candidate for sale of the uh, save of the season already. Yeah, standard. You know, Nicky. In fairness, yeah, but um, like it's Nicky goes down as routine, you know. But it, it was a first class save, like. Yeah, but no, the, quest, the, no question about it. The defensive unit as a whole, if I guarantee you, any game from here in, if Limerick concede one eleven, they're winning. They're winning that game. Like there's no two ways about it. Just the forwards didn't click. I'm just wondering, Matt, like. If the championship but, but, but before you go away from the defense, Jack. I'm not I'm not going away from the defense now, but you can you can come on there with whatever you want to say. Yeah, no, no, no. But um uh, I, I thought the performance of, 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 of Barry Nash was off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> He's still in a new cornerback, like which is, is hard to fathom, really. Hard to fathom it, yeah, absolutely. But you see, he, he's such a he's such a horror like. You know that um, such a such a good Holland has such a suite of skills like that. I I thought I, I thought him I, I thought he was absolutely I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He was outstanding. I thought twofold in 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 the monster campaign. I, I I thought he was outstanding as a player, and also Jack. I thought he was outstanding as a leader. Yeah, he and as well with Barry, like you couldn't question his Holland ever really, but he just seems to have. Garner, that kind of knack of getting the hurley in the right places that the best cornerbacks have. I'm sure training with Sean Finn and Rich English and Dan Morrissey and, and playing against the likes of Aaron Galan and Shami Flanagan and Casey, like you're going to pick up those things. But my question to you was we had our we had our back unit of seven on Sunday. If the championship was this weekend, who's losing out? Because you have Sean Finn and Kyle Hayes there as well. You have, this is the point. <laughs> this is the point, but um, um, I uh, it's above our pay scale to make that decision, Jack. Thanks be to God. You're, you're taking a diplomatic approach to that one and leaving that to John. But it, look, it's a brilliant, brilliant it's problem a, for it's John a to have. It's a brilliant scenario to have, you know. But what I will say at the other end of the field, though, um, and the Limerick half forward line dropped a lot. There was a lot of space for the full forward line, and they didn't make hay. Now I know the conditions are difficult, but is there a fear that Limerick are a bit? Um, Bottom heavy, we'll say, with defenders as compared to attackers, especially with Barry Murphy and Peter Casey out injured. 
Yeah, of course they they they're a huge loss, and you you must remember that Graham Mull, Mull was is missing as well, and um, you must also remember that Seamus Flanagan didn't start, and of course the the king was missing, yeah. Keen Lynch, you know. Yeah. So uh, it, that you know, that will be a small bit of concern because you're, you're looking to the likes of Pat Ryan to take his chance inside there. I know Dave Reedy is more of an a wing forward, but John he was giving his chance. Carl O'Neill as well. Hasn't really shot out, shot out the lights. I know he's only 20 years of age. Like He will come good, but I suppose for Limerick, they'll want him coming good sooner rather than later with those injuries. Now, what I will say is Grod Hegarty was fairly unstoppable as usual. Had two wides, he'll be disappointed with, but three points, he's hit the ground running. But it will be very interesting to see. Yeah, Tom, Tom obviously had a decent first outing as well, Jack, but maybe he didn't get on the score sheet. And, mm. and, uh, as, he was centre forward, which was... A different role, like that's Keen Lynch's role. Yeah, um, he was he, he was slotted in that to centre forward, a different, you know, <coughs> and um, yeah, um, but uh, I I thought Tom did all right for the first day out, you know, it is because his first he wasn't involved in the monster campaign, so like, you know, um, he, he bound to be a bit ring rusty, but you'll probably see a different animal next next um next next Friday uh, Saturday evening, you know, in the Gaelic yeah. grounds. You will. Um, it'll be Henry Shefflin bringing Galway to the Gaelic Crowns for the first time. 4-22 to 17 winners over Offaly. Um, regardless of how poor Limerick were on Sunday, it is going to be, even if Limerick played the same way on Sunday as they did last week, it, um, it'll it be the an, a huge step up. Offaly just aren't at that, that level now, but um, it's a positive start for Henry because I know they were disappointed with their Walsh Cup campaign. Um, they obviously had Evan Island is getting that starting burden now on the freeze trying to replace Tokanian, which is an unenviable task. But if Henry can get the best out of Galway, they will be there thereabouts in the business end of the league and championship. Oh, they will. They will. They will. You know, um, um, Galway have had a bit of a yo-yo existence since they, since they won the All-Ireland in 2017. And, um, but um, certainly Galway will be there or thereabouts. Like they, 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 Galway, like they're after winning four minors in a row, Jack. Yeah, that uh, is a three or four in a row, but it takes it. It takes it, it. That takes some doing, and there's bound to be some good players coming through it. Although I think Evan Nyland would have predated that. Actually, uh, maybe he was on the first one. I'm not sure, but um, um, you know that there's, there's there's some fantastic players in Galway. Like if 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 you if you look at them, um, um, look at Garod McInerney and the goal he got. Mm-hmm. Um, Dahi Burke, who's going to be the captain this year, like you know, regular all star fullback. Um, you look at the Mannions, um, Connor Whelan, Brian Concannon, Evan Nyland, like you know, that there are big, big, big names, and there's 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 game changers and there's, there's match winners in in in, the, in that Galway team. But it'll be a very interesting, um, it'll be very interesting on Saturday night. To see the response of Limerick, yeah, to the defeat in Wexford, and that 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 is the unknown. But that that is one thing certain: if if they go by the tried and trusted formula of recent years, you're going to see a much improved Limerick, because um, even through the league last year, like there was measurable improvement game on game. They, I know they lost to Galway, I know they lost to Waterford, but. There was certainly measurable improvement in Limerick. Oh, definitely. 
So um, if that's going to be repeated, and I have no doubt it is, you're going to see a much, much improved Limerick team, uh, Limerick performance on, on, on Saturday evening. But also you must factor in the fact that, first of all, Limerick were away in Wexford Park, which is a difficult place. But without harping on that too much, Galway were at home in Pierce Stadium, which is also a, a, a difficult place to go. And um, it was a difficult, it was a huge ask of Offaly to go to Pierce Stadium after being promoted and and um, and to beat Galway. Now I know that they, they, they probably got turned over by 17 points, which was which was a huge margin and which will do absolutely nothing for their confidence in terms of going forward and and you know it doesn't get any easier for them because they're facing Cork this weekend who will be high in confidence after their win over Clare. So um yeah um we might be reading too much into um into the size of Galway's victory and we might be reading too much into Limerick's defeat. Yeah I, 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 I think you'll have a meeting next week or uh, next Saturday evening somewhere in halfway. And um, you know, you're gonna see a much improved Limerick performance, Jake. Yeah, I was watching um the the League Sunday, whatever that program is called, Narty and a Sunday night, just there before this, just a bit more research. And uh I didn't see it now, but Dave Hitz said he looked over Canark at full time and there was a smile in Canark's face. So um that does not bode well for Galway, it bodes very well for Limerick, and maybe that's just what they needed, just a small reminder that, look, at the day, on their day, they're better than everyone else, but they do need to be on their game to beat everyone. Um, this, this is the point, Tim. They've been posted up there as the Invincibles. Yeah. And maybe we're all guilty of it, Jack. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. <laughs> I'll accept um, but, but, but um, you know, I, I found that the level of expectation after the Clare, uh, after the Clare game in particular, when you went down tennis, like if you were going down tennis with your All Ireland team, you'd be expecting a difficult challenge there. Yeah. And this was essentially a, a development team or a French players team, bar four, who were from the All Ireland final team. And that it, it wasn't just beaten Claire, but the manner in which they beat. Like it sent expectations through the roof. So, you know, this 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 defeat to 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 Wexford um, without wanting to do it. Dara Egan um, might have done done Limerick um, a huge favour. That's that's the hope, anyway. Um, before I get that's to the hope. That, that's the hope, and 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 um, as you say, you know, um, you, you can say for certain, but but I we we will know by come what nine o'clock Saturday evening. Yeah. Before I come to you, I'll ask you your prediction on the game. Just running through. Uh, the other games, you mentioned Cork beat Clare by nine points. Galway had a huge win over Rathley. That was in Limerick's head to draw. The other side, Kilkenny, um, three-point victors over Antrim. An interesting result there. Dublin Warford played out a draw. And Tipperary beat Leash by three points. Um, like Cork needed that, needed to get a win in the park. Clare, from what I saw that game, are way off it. Now, we know how important Tony Kelly is for them. They have Peter Duggan come back. Um, I suppose Colin Galvin is, is gone. Um, what a brilliant player. Um, Scourge Limerick for, for many a year. Um, he was brilliant. So he was obviously brilliant in 2013 as a teenager, but in 2018, he was one of the main players. Tony Kelly took all the pundit or applauded when they beat Limerick. He was exceptional. But 
Kilkenny and Tip just get over the line um, would be worrying for both those sides, especially for Colin Bonner and Tipperary. They're just they're not going well. But the interesting one I think is Dublin and Waterford because Waterford were tipped by many as to be the team behind Limerick, and Dublin are going about their business quietly enough. Won the Walsh Cup, probably should have beat Dublin um, to give away a penalty for that for the goal. Like so, who do you see are the teams that Limerick will have to be worried about come the summertime this early in the season? Galway and Cork. You forget forget about the other division, so well they 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 would be the two main contenders and of course Kilkenny are the perennial yeah, contenders. You, you can't rule out Kilkenny. Um I would like And I, I wouldn't be reading too much into the Antrim um uh, um result. I think there was a similar result in an opening round with Antrim recently and Kilkenny won the league. Yeah. Well you you can't you can't ever um, right off Kilkenny I just think um, like whenever Clare play Offaly like I think Offaly will be targeting that game as like this is the game for us to win and uh, you mentioned there a while ago like the Michael Finley side but getting, getting for... back to Cork Jack you know Cork scored 230 and it looks lovely you know mm. it looks lovely they conceded 221 yeah well I think they, and, they... And, and no no Tony Kelly not, not the returning Peter Duggan, as you said. Yeah, I from watching the game, what I saw of the game, they seemed to just pull up that the game mm-hmm. was out of reach. Now, Cork have, I'd Cork have an awful lot of players that could be given championship runs. Like, I mean, Limerick's team is is fairly nailed down. If it was the same starting team that came out that from last year's championship this year, no one would bat nine. Whereas I think Cork mm-hmm. have a number of places players that could be moved around. I know Robert Downey has gone out to the wing. John, there's there's different potty powers part of the squad now. He he was just playing for UCC last night. Just they need to get settled before they play Limerick in the championship, really. Um, but they will have their say, as you say, with Galway as well. Limerick and Galway this Saturday, Mass. Which way will it go? I'm I'm tipping Limerick to bounce back fully and to to, to pick up a win on, on Saturday night. A margin? Or tight, maybe three points. Yeah, I, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be like the the semi final. From two years ago in, in Crow Park. Now, I think Limerick will win, but I think Limerick are a different team without Keane Lynch. I don't think they'll put up huge scores without Keane kind of dictating the play and bringing players mm-hmm. out of it. But I think they'll, I think they'll respond with a win, as you said, maybe a couple of points. Um, we'll look back again <laughs> uh, to the Camogie now, uh, a one eighteen to one ten win for Kilkenny over John Lillis side at the weekend, but. Uh, Turmoil isn't the word, but there was an awful lot of ingo- incomings and outcomings with that um, Camogie side, as you touched on last week. Um, so, against the defending league champions, All-Ireland champions in 2020, an eight-point loss is is a, a probably a good start. Like, obviously, you want to win every game, but a definitely a positive start for John Lillis' side. Positive start, and and uh, John, John Lillis acknowledged it as such in his post-match, as you probably heard, um, Jack. Um uh, it, 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 you know, how how do I say that an eight-point defeat is a positive result? But given the circumstances, you must remember key players like um, uh, Roshin Ambrose, Karen O'Leary, Debbie Murphy, Anya Cunningham weren't there. He he handed debuts to the start uh, from the start to five players. Um, uh, we had. Um, Emma Kennedy, Sinead, Sinead Barry, L.B. Larkin, um, Sarah O'Brien, Laura Finley, all getting first starts. And um, 
in the absence of 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 um, Laura O'Neill, who was also missing, um, there was a recall for Claire Keating, who has given great service to Limerick in the past. So, given given all those circumstances, Jack, I I I, I think it was a very very creditable result, and um, like we, we we did say it here last week, and uh, I'll say it again at the at the risk of being repetitive. Um, uh, when 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 the, the the draw took place for the groups, Limerick were certainly handed the short straw anyway, because yeah. not only did you get Kilkenny and Cork, but you got both of them away in your first two games. How <laughs> how that can be? I, I I don't for the life of me know, Jack. Yeah, I don't really know. And if you if you know, can you tell me? No, but I don't really know how. This league is working because obviously Leonard Clayton Kenny last weekend, um, Claire and Cork aren't starting their campaigns for another fortnight. No. And then Cork are playing Limerick the following week, and obviously Claire are playing Kenny. Like it's obviously an advantage to the team that played the week before. Just like Limerick have a three week break. Yeah. That Cork, uh, Cork, sorry, Cork have a break. Like that's uh, Cork. Sorry, Cork will have a longer wait for the start, which is two weeks away, but they'll have. That came under a belt. I just don't understand why Clare and Cork didn't play at the weekend. I don't understand, as you said, why Limerick don't play Clare in their second game at home. It's <laughs> look, it's unfair. Now, if if Limerick were playing worse teams than Cork and Kilkenny, would we notice as much? Obviously, going against two of the the top three teams in the country, we are going to notice where their games are on. But yeah, it, it doesn't. What I think much... about it, the more night I get, Jack. And, yeah, and look, you can, you can, can see me beginning to fraud from the mouth as you're talking there, you yeah. know. See, we can't do anything about off field, and uh, we, we can't do anything about on field matters. But look, it, it was a good start. Um, good start, it was a promising start, there's no question about it. And it they have time good. now to analyze that kind of game to integrate and say this went well, this didn't go well. Um, and they have time before that Cork game. Now, they the only thing is they won't have seen Cork in action, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Cork have the advantage of seeing them connection, and they were like, "Okay, we we can play in two weeks' time. They can prepare for Clare. I don't know. I, I, you would get you would get frustrated, but not the result you wanted, but positive. Not, not the, the result, not the result, but the, the 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 performance. Jack was certainly encouraging. Yeah, um, and I suppose that that is all in the circumstances. Like the the four players that I mentioned now and uh, throwing Laura O'Neill as well, you're missing a third of your 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 team that finished last year. Like and and um, uh, I know Laura will be back, but um, um, it, it it is um, it's a big 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 turnover, huge turnover of players. Yeah, I think so, eight, um, it was only eight from last year's starting fifteen that are left. Like seven is a huge seven is half the team. Half the and, team. You know, and then it's key players as well, but um, they'll have they'll have time now to go back, look at what went wrong, and hopefully another positive performance against Cork that you want because transition is not a word that any any team wants to hear. They don't want to be in transition. That's just the way nature. But realistically, that's where Limerick Camogie is at the moment, just with the loss of players. So it's about getting performances, about showing that this is a team going in, in the right direction. And, and please, God, but of course, Jack, that 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 there's another factor this year. And it's it it's what I call the travel bug, um, yeah. which, which which was off limits for the last two years, and now you'll probably have an awful lot of players making up for it this year. Yeah, so and look, 
You wouldn't it's, go, it's going to it's going to be a challenge for county managers. It's going to be particularly a challenge for club managers. Yeah, um, obviously, I mean, I mean, there's the way the, the age profile has gone. There's going to be a share of people kind of on J1s. A lot of people might have wanted to emigrate over the last two years, and now they have the chance. So if you have, it's going to be a problem for 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 every county, and it's certainly mm-hmm. been felt here in Limerick. I suppose another team in transition is the Limerick Ladies Footballers. They're probably trending more on an upward curve coming from a lower base. They play London this Sunday in, in Staker Wallace at 12 o'clock. Um, we ran through the the squad last week, the, the 40 player squad the Graham Shine has named. Very exciting. You were talking about it again. Um, just a lot of new faces. It's very hard to get a, a, a gauge on where Limerick are before their first game. And obviously, London, we haven't seen it in two years. We've seen how the men's footballers in London have reacted. But with the talent in Graham Shine squad, it has to be, they have to be looking at promotion. They have to, Jack, they have to. Um, and um, you, you spoke there about a lot of new faces. There's nearly more old faces coming back. That's true as well, yeah. A lot of thousands. Because there's a long list of players from 2018. Um, if, they, if they're all on board, you've Katrina Davis, you've Rebecca Delee, Eva Hartigan, Emer, Emer Kirby, Sarah Ryan, um, uh, Loretta Hamley. You know, you name them, they're, they're, they're back on board. They're so back. Um, it, it, it's, 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 it's nearly more old faces back than new faces in. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's Murray Cavanagh is another one that's back, which is, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, um, it, it, it'll be very, very interesting. Um, it'll be very, very interesting, Jack, to to see. I suppose a game against London would probably be the ideal start, and having it at home. And um, but uh, obviously, it'll, at the same time, it'll be more than a little of a trip into the unknown, because um, very, very little is known of London. And on account of the pandemic, they haven't been involved for the last couple of years. Yep. So. Um, uh, it, 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 that that will be an interesting game on Sunday. But you you'd be you'd be hopeful that Limerick would get off to the Graham Shine era off to a, a winning start. I, I I'd be pretty confident there that there, there's a decent chance that Limerick will get off. But of course, Jack, you never know about London. You know who has relocated to London over the last couple of years, and how will it strengthen them? How will it strengthen the London team and all that sort of thing? Because like the London team will be drawn from all over Ireland, and um, you know, yeah. all right. Um, uh, Granny McKenna has come in from from Monaghan into the Limerick panel, um, which which would which would be interesting. And actually, Laura Finley, um, who made her debut for Limerick in the Camogie against Kilkenny, was making her debut against the native county. So uh, the 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 few players coming in, like. Um, uh, they always help, certainly, and 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 freshen the thing up. But um, um, it, it'll be very interesting, Jack. I I'll be fierce disappointed if Limerick don't get off to a winning start. But I, you know, I would point out that London could be a bit of a banana skin because you simply don't know what they'll have. Yeah, you just don't know what's coming around the corner. And I think a lot of teams in Division Four of the the Men's National League. We're under the same impression, and they're two from two now, and that's so up. Hopefully, Limerick can just hit the ground running. They'll have to focus on themselves because they won't have much information, if any, on London. But we do wish. Well, I, I have exhaustively searched um, uh, to try and get to root up some information on them over the last few days, 
and and um, it, it, it's like running into a 10-foot wall, 10-foot thick wall. Well, if you can't get the information, it's not out there. But look, we'll, 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 we'll touch that next week. We'll, we'll obviously know more. Um, mm. That's on at 12 o'clock in, in Staker Wallace. Um, the best of luck to Graham Shiny side. And Dave Offaly and Carlo to come. So we'll be keeping an eye on that over the coming weeks. Um, we have a share of schools to get through. And last Saturday was obviously very disappointing for Irish Kilrish, for all the players involved, the families, the schools, for Limerick in general. But... You have to say at the end of the day, you couldn't help but be happy for St. Joseph's Tulla. Um, I obviously went to a country school like with a small selection, so it was nice to see a school like that. And no no complaints from our school. They were beaten 17-14 on the day. Tulla just took a lead just after half-time, never relinquished it. But both sides are into the Crow Cup quarterfinals, so there's still plenty to play for our school. But it was nice to see um, a school like that win in such a big competition. It was. It was a huge boost, Jack. I, I you know, I, I just love seeing Minos coming up and, and and winning competitions with one caveat that isn't at the expense of Limerick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I have to be parochial. But um, see, seeing the game, you know, they, they, they set out very, very well. They brought huge intensity to the game, Jack. And you, you wondered as the first half went on, would they be able to maintain the, the intensity and the work rate? But by God, they did, Jack. And then they, some... did, they, they, they were formidable. Abs- yeah. Absolutely formidable. So, um, you know, hats off to, to, to St. Joseph's Tuller. They have struck a blow for, for schools all over this province. Like, is it, is it correct that they haven't won a game in, 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 in the Hearty Cup until this year? And they lost the first game to De La Salle. Yeah, I think they're a draw. They maybe had two draws in their history. Yeah, so, but, I then, mean, but then, then, they, they, then they started taking scalps. St. Coleman's. Listen to the litany. St. Coleman's. Um, CBC. De La Salle. And now Art School Reach. <laughs> It's a very, very well won hearty cup. Yeah, that's the thing. They they won it well. They beat they beat all the teams that needed to be beaten. Um look there there'll be no complaints from, from Niall Moore on his side. And there's there's a brilliant video no, going they, around. They've, they've got to dust themselves down and I've no doubt that they will and you know have have a have a cut at the Crow Cup like having lost the, the provincial final, I suppose it's a bit of a free pass now at this stage. So um, you know, the, the, thing, the, the, the thing for our school is they've never gone into the Crow Cup as runners-up. They've always had that pressure of once champions. Maybe that's what they that, need to get over the line. Um, but what I will say is credit to Niall Morn. There's a video going around. I think it's on Claire TV. He's the name of the YouTube is. channel. And he's inside in the dressing room in Tulla. And like he's after seeing his team lose. And Niall Morn's connection with our school is well over a decade at this stage. And... Just praising the side. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant to watch. It's beautiful to watch. It just shows. Oh, I, I saw it, Jack. I, I I saw it this morning. I and I and I played it back before we came on. And and um, um look, it, it strikes at the very heart of what sport should be all about. Ab- ab- absolutely fantastic on the part of of Niall Morn and full cr- full credit to to Niall Morn and and um, you know. Um, it, it it reflects it reflects so well on on him as an individual and, and on the ethos of his school that in that moment when they were at their lowest ebb possibly um in in terms of sport 
that he could go in and make a contribution like that and not just make it and not not a rote contribution but a heartfelt contribution which yeah. which which comes very very much across in the video it's a it's a video worth looking at and um it, 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 it uh, as i say it strikes at the very heart of what sport should be all about yeah a true true gm and is nile and he'll he'll lead his side into into, into the all-ireland series and look we wish Arts called the best look in that. Well, if, if that's if that's his approach to it, he has no worries going forward. No, because none certain, certainly his team um, they're in the right place, and their heads are in the right place with with with, with a manager like that. Yeah, um, moving on from Arts to there's more schools games. Um, yeah, weekend. it wasn't it wasn't a good Saturday. Um, it wasn't a good wasn't a good weekend for Limerick schools, but 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 Jack. We have to qualify it by saying that that, that um, um, it's absolutely fantastic. There are five. There are five monster um, senior hurling championships in 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 colleges hurling. You've A, B, C, D, and D, and um, um, A championship, of course, is the is the um, is the um, the Hearty Cup. Now Limerick are, will will be contesting at least three of them, three of the finals. Okay. Now, if you if you take the B final, if you take the the B final now, Charleville CBS have made their way to the B final. They beat Dune by a single point in very very difficult conditions in Kilmallock last um, last Saturday. So and there is there is a considerable element of Limerick players um, from Brewery. Um, Drummond at Laka and um, Granabell and Gary uh, among the Charavels among the Charavel side. So it is, um, it's a, it's a sort of a home from home school. But um, they're they're through to the B final. Kilmallock contested the C semi final and were beaten by Innes Diamond by 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 two goals, three eleven to one eleven. Now. Salesian College Palace Kennery this week are involved in the Senior D football final when they're playing Bearer Community College. And the final is on this Friday night in Mount Collins under lights at 7 p.m. So that, that will be an interesting one. But very, very interestingly, Jack, Salesian College are bidding for a double. Because the following week they're in the D hurling final, and if that wasn't enough, um, Kalashte Ida in Abbey Field are in the E final. So, um, like Lim Limerick, if you like, Jack came tantalising close to a clean sweep. You know, I'm we might, still, we, we, might, we, might we might we mightn't win any of them, but. I'll tell you, the the, the 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 trend is that Limerick Limerick schools, whatever grade they're in, are competitive and are in the mix up for honors, which is very, very, very heartening. Yeah, and from now, all, all corners. We wish, of the we, wish the, well. we wish the solutions the very best to look on 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 um on on um Friday, Friday evening. They have a couple of the Limerick under 20 squad on board. Jamie, Jamie Behan from Bally Brown, Oshin Moss from Mungret. And on the Limerick under 20 squad, they have about five or six of their current 
2022 Limerick Miners football squad. Um, they're taking on Beira Community College. Now, Beira Community College have racked up huge scores on, on the way to the final. They, they, they scored 7-19 to 1-1 in the semi-final against Colossian, the Piercing and Dan Meyer. So, um, you, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a big ask, but I, I, I have no doubt. Um, final is a final, Jack, and they've, they've got there and got there on merit. And, um, He's hoping that solutions will pull it off in the first half of a double. Yeah, you got uh, your your knowledge knows no bounds. Um, in, in fairness, Joe. Um, yeah, the best look to all of those schools, and it's nice to see schools um from all over the county, from Kilmallock to Dune to the city of Arts College to Palace Kinnery out to Abbeyfield. So there's there's talent from in every yeah, corner. Like, you know, you 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 you're saying all the time like about um. Uh, concerns about the strength of hurling in West Limerick, and like this is a step in the right direction because I, I'm, you know, that there's, there's players from, well, there are mainly city players that are with um, with um, the Kildaimo panel. It's it's it, it it's um, uh, well, the football panel. There's I, I think there must be up to ten or twelve or more from Kildaimo Palace, Kenry, couple from Mongret, Bally Brown, Krakora, one or two from Adair. So good, 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 good spread of players, and um, so and it's all very, very encouraging, and it's certainly very, very encouraging to see Abbey Field in the final football stronghold of Limerick. It is, in fairness. Um, we'll just move on to, to Sigerson and, and Fitzgibbon before we go. Um, we obviously touched on UCC there, but UL had had another good win last night in the quarterfinal. They beat MTU Cork. Was it two twenty-two to one nineteen? I was at that game. Um, miserable conditions. They're going to play Carlo IT um, in the semi-final. Now you saw Carlo. Um, I didn't see him. Now I just saw bits of the game. Uh, weren't that impressive? I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, I I I, I was shocked at um, how poor UCC were on the night. Um, never really got up to the pace of the game. I thought. Um, you know, um, for a for a team that was going for three in a row, and for a team that was well populated with, you know, there, there was up to six Cork players, county players, on the squad. You had a couple from Limerick. You had um, uh, Mark Kehoe from um, Tipperary. Like you know, they 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 they, they, they were very 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 disappointing. I, I found it very very hard to make a judgment as to where Carl or at. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Um. Um. He certainly in the competition today, even though I haven't seen him, UL seem to be thinking ticking a lot, an awful lot of boxes. Oh yeah, they're they're a fine team. Um. You know, turn- and it's it, it's 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 one of those years like that. There, there, there seems to be momentum behind the the, the top level college competitions in UL. Because as we know, the footballers are in the semi-final as well. Yeah, they're against PCU tomorrow. So, um, and and it would be very very hard to to bet against them. Yeah, when you go through that UL team, like they've Owen Davis and goals, he's obviously tipping around the car panel. TJ Brennan at fullback from from Galway, um, Brennan Merritt centre back from Tipperary. I don't know. I don't know. Is he just not, himself not on the panel for Tipperary? Because they definitely had the luxury of leaving a player like that out. Keen Galvin, we saw him in Clare. Um, and then from 
eight up to 15 from or Brian O'Sullivan in midfield. Now, it was Brian O'Grady using midfield, but he was named the wing forward last night to, to Michael Kiley in the corner with the likes of Mark Rogers, um, Billy Power, Gerard O'Connor, and Niall Brennan got five points last night. They, they're an exceptional team. They will take some stopping against Carlo. That game is... I think it's going to be next Thursday in Carlo. I'm fairly sure. The... I think it is, yeah. Brian, Brian O'Sullivan, of course, is from Kentork. Yeah, he he has an under-20s medal, I'd imagine. Not Ireland, under-20s medal. Um, yeah. And Rory Duff... Kalash the Tressa, Kentork, as far as I know. <laughs> Rory Duff be... from Mungus came on. Uh, Conor Grady from Hospital Hurston came on as well. Like So there's a small bit of Limerick, um, uh, I suppose, influence, intermingling. Uh, Brian Ryan is obviously the team manager. So um yeah, they'll take they'll take some beating now. If I'd call it no, I'd imagine it'd be them in NUIG in the finals. But yeah. for Cardo, did Jerry Kelly get sent off straight for the two yellows? Or I'm putting two you on yellows, the I think. He'll be all right, so if it's two yellows. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's well, we know we, we we know what Brian Ryan brings to the table as well, Jack. Yeah. So I, um Brian Ryan has a has a, you know he's an enviable track record of success and and um, he has a pretty strong CV so I wouldn't underestimate any team that would be under his watch. Yeah, you just, you, you do it you do it at your peril. Yeah, just on uh, Mark Rogers is just an unreal hurler. Um, for Clare, like if he would be so bad at either for Clare this year, he's he just makes things happen. He's so dangerous. Anything the ball comes near him, you think something's going to happen. But Brian O'Grady. As well, he hasn't a Limerick mother or father, has he? No, or we, we even know from a Limerick, but Claire desperately need him to be on farm. Um, TUS are playing at the moment. Um, I'll just see if I can get a score there. And it's NUIG will play WIT in the other semi final. By the time this comes out, that game will be over, but you're speculating it's going to be NUIG. And I think JMIT are, are winning. I'll just check that now. But UL versus DCU in the Sigerson Cup semi, or sorry. Yeah, versus DCU, and then you have NUIG versus MTU Kerry. Um, again, this will be released after those games. But if you were to call, who would be in the final of the Sigerson? UL and Kerry. Yeah, MTU have looked very, very good. But UL, UL have been brilliant now. I'm just checking the score here. And we'd have um, we'd have David Clifford playing against his old school in the final. Yeah, but thank God he's wearing a Limerick jersey for... Thanks for God, he's on, he's on the right side of the divide, Jack. <laughs> yeah, for one jersey. Uh, it's 1.15 to 1.8 there at the moment, so JMIT are... In favour of? So it's in favour of JMIT, so they're they're, uh, they're seven points ahead at the moment. But they're, they're, Jack, they're, they're a school, um, a college I know very, very little about, but I, I would suspect that they're mainly drawn from Galway. I was looking for a squad there. If they had 30 players, I'd say at least 25 from Galway, and I didn't really recognise any of the names either, but they're going well. They look set for a Fitzgibbon Cup semi-final. Uh, well, you see, they, 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 there you go. And we, we spoke while ago about, in the context of Galway about the four All-Ireland minors in a row. Mm. I, have, yeah. I have no doubt that that, 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 there's, that, that that squad is well peppered with players that were involved in those four, um, in those four All-Irelands. Yeah, at the moment as well, UL are playing Mary I in Freshers Hurland. Now, I don't have a team sheet um, for either side, but I do know that UL can call upon Adam English, Colin O'Neill, and Colin Coughlin in the forward line. Um, you would and, want to be for a first year playing against them, would you? And Patrick O'Donovan. Is he there as well? He's. Uh, yeah, what would you do if you were a first year 
uh, maybe after going out the night before, if you can. They're, they're supposed to. Well, yeah, you you you'd have a problem, but they 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 they're, they're supposed to be very strong. Well, Patrick O'Donovan told me that that, that they were very strong. Um, he could not be um, strong with those players. He was saying that they had a number of players um, from the Cork successful minor team as well. You know, so I think, I think Ian Hurley could, could be in UL as well from Newcastle. Um, well, try and get a team sheet for the next day because they've they're starting. I think they're. It's the first round, or that's starting as well. So you keep an eye on the freshers, but just the talents in Limerick. Um, these, 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 these team sheets can be elusive at times. Yeah, they can be. But please, God, know your first task was to get the jerseys sorted. You're well on your way to that. You will make sure. I, that I, I, I'm, I'm holding my breath, Jack, because um, you know things move very, 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 very slowly. But um, you know. You mean you mean to tell me now that you you wouldn't be as convinced as I am about that that particular thing? Yeah, it is it is frustrating. But are you going to be going into Glenroe now next year and be like, lads, you need to fork out for New Jersey's and get a big well, white patch on the back? <laughs> well, I I, I won't mind. Tis, tis, tis what's inside in the jerseys I'll be worried about what they do with them, you know. <laughs> well, um, you're making you're worried about what's on the back of them as well. In fairness, I I, I, I think you should act, ask our colleague Tom Clancy what he thinks of it. I'm sure he will be very, very, very much in my corner on this one. Yeah, I probably. I he, suppose people come. Tom didn't have the best of experiences when he was trying to commentate a game when he couldn't read the numbers. Yeah, I think that game was um, Oulander and Bradford in the. Yes. Intermediate football final that the Moolah jerseys, I think, just had a, a white jersey with a red outline of a white number. It's very, very mm. hard to, mm. to call it. It, was, it wasn't the worst that I saw. I suppose who gets that award? Clanny and Waterford. And what was their story? They were, they were playing Gareth Bland amongst the clubs down in Dungarvan. And what was the layout of the numbers? Or did they even have numbers? Um, it was a white, blue and white jersey. Light blue, very light blue, with a white white number. No outline on the number. No, <laughs> couldn't read them at all. Well, God are those days, please God, says you. Um, just thinking on our own Bellicine jerseys, we actually the stripe doesn't go around the back, so we'll be grand. We can keep our jerseys. Um, but sure, if anyone wants, yeah, to I have jerseys. a feeling, Jack, that you don't like if you have to have a white patch on your back when you'll be playing in the championship this summer. <sighs> is that is. Is that, uh, it, depends. Is that what, it depends what's going on. If you have white somewhere in your jersey, it's grand to have a white panel. But if you don't have white in the front, I don't like white, a big white block in the back. But um, while we're talking about jerseys, if anyone wants is to that, is that is that vanity now on your part, Jack? I wouldn't, I don't know, I'd be in it at all. But just looking at it, just for people to say, Where are you from? Betty Steen and have nice jerseys. Um, if anyone wants to sponsor a set of black jerseys for Betty Steen, I know we could. Probably do with a news set of them. They're very nice now. So well, if, if 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 we see you leaving in a goal, show we'll say you're more interested in the number on the jersey rather than you are in what's happening in front of you. Sure, I could be looking at the boys in front of me. I could be getting distracted by their numbers. So yeah, look, I don't mind. I I the, the white patch works for Sarsfield's long car. Nice blue and black jersey with the white in the back. So um, yeah, that's that's enough jersey talk for now. Yeah. Uh, we've an hour and seven on the clock. Uh, I think that's all the business we needed to attend to. I suppose congratulations to Nicky Quaid, who was named on the Hurling Team of the Week, which I suppose is standard enough. But to Peter Nash um, for the footballers, because they don't get the recognition they deserve. Um, no, and it's the second one... week in a row that we've had a player on it. Yeah, and I was looking through the team this week. Now, to be fair to Kerry and Armad, they did play very well. But there was 
uh, there was 11 players from Division 1 named in the team, you know, which goes to show just the effort that Peter had to go to to, yeah. get, to get named in the team in the first place. So, um, a shout out to yeah, Peter. But, but, but Peter at the moment, as you know, Jack, is is in a very, very, very rich vein of good forum. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we saw we saw it in the, in, in the in the Limerick Championship last year when he was he was nearly unplayable, like, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was pretty much the same against Curriffin and Munster that... I still think yeah. Palace why, why, but why? Why were surprised knowing the guy? I, I, I don't know because um, I wouldn't say I, we're surprised either. Just no, we're not surprised because look, uh, Peter gives it everything. Whether it is hurling or football, the energy he brings to both codes like is just simply phenomenal. You know. Yeah, um, that's a nice way to finish. Now, the games this weekend, Saturday, Gaelic rounds, seven o'clock, Limerick versus Galway, first game. Since March 2020, that there'll be no COVID restrictions in the Kayla Crown should be a right cracker. You'll be expecting probably up the bones of 10,000 there um, at, at the Gaelic Crown. So that should be a good game. Footballers are off this weekend. The Camogie team aren't back till the end of February. And the ladies footballers play against London at 12 o'clock on second Just, World. Just, we omitted to say it there, Jack, but the, the, the minor Camogie Championship is underway at the moment. And uh, the minors were beaten by Tip Tipperary right. in the first round in Kilmallock, one fifteen to three points. Now that that might be a distorted scoreline because um, there was a gale force wind blowing down the field in Kilmallock, and with uh, Tipperary's uh, had it at their backs in 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 the first half. Uh, at the end of which they led by eleven points to one, and um, uh, Limerick were unable to clot back in the second half. Now they have an opportunity to get back into contention. This weekend because they're traveling to play Antrim in Abbottstown on Sunday, I think at two o'clock in round two. And um, again, Jack, this 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 comes down to um to um uh, what what we spoke about the senior camogie uh, thing. Um, uh, we've we've three games, two of them are away from home and back to back away from home games. Uh, to Antrim. Now, Antrim is a halfway house in Abbottstown. And then in the final round, we travel to Wexford. You know, why is that a computer? Is that not a computer? Bill Gates and all of them that devised that we could have the the home game in the middle. Yeah, I don't know what it'll be worth, Bill Gates. Well, I don't think he'd be getting enough money for it. But I know, I know what you mean. It's just. Would the Collison suppose... brothers come up with, with, with anything that might do it? To be fair to Limerick, they could have um, seeded that home game against uh, Antrim and, and give them the benefit of, of travelling to Abbottstown. No, I don't know. They dare not, but that could be one of the ways. But you shouldn't really be forced into a situation like that. I, know, I, I, I think there's a plan there where Antrim are concerned that it hits and Derry in the minor championship that it's a halfway house. That's only fair as well. It is. I, I think it's only fair. I, I agree with it. But Limerick are away from home in two games together, back to back. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Look. It, 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 it's it's the general principle. You're getting tired of listening to me complaining about it. I'm getting tired of you listening to you complaining in general. Be prepared to be listening to me. Like you were tired of me complaining about the jerseys, and um, we might be getting movement, Jack. The hurlers lost one game now, and it was all complaining. So please, God, they they can win at the weekend, and you'll be you'll be in better form. But um. And Nicky yeah. Quaid didn't get an All Star, so. Yeah, I was sure he didn't get an All-Star in 2018 as well. Trying to go back that far. I suppose, quickly, last thing, on the Quaids. Obviously, we spoke before um, Joe Quaid's Laker Gale last week, but I'm, I'm sure you watched it. And a fitting tribute and 
I suppose the Lake Regale in general, it's just such a great service. Have a fantastic service, and and um, what a subject in 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 Joe Quaid. What a contribution Joe Quaid has made. Absolutely phenomenal to Limerick Hurling. Now he was involved right at the very heart of um, the, the the start of this one day when he was in charge of the Limerick Under 16 team that won the Tipperary supporters. Um, that, that that was one of the catalysts for the success that that Limerick have today, and it should it should never be forgotten for him. And no. th- th- this 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 is the Joe Quaid like that 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 Limerick Camogie took him on, and we saw what happened in 2014, three All Islands in the one year, you know, yeah. one got 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 Limerick promoted, got Limerick promoted, and um, lost one All Ireland final, came back the following year, which isn't always easy, and won it, and um, was was involved, had had an overview, and was involved in the, the minor A winning. Team and and on the um, on the um, the junior team that year, three All Irelands, phenomenal in the one year for Camogie. It's, that that was something that slipped um, a bit under the radar. But of course, that that was pre Treaty Talk, Jack. Um, if if Treaty Talk was on around by then, I'm sure people would have heard quite a lot about it. You know, but yeah, um, yeah look, Joe Quaid's um, Joe Joe Quaid's contribution. To the game, and indeed the Quaid family's contribution to the game is simply, 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 Jack, phenomenal. It is, and um, I recommend me. anyone to watch it. I, I'm sure it's on RT Player, or sorry, T. Garen Player. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people have it recorded. It's recorded. Yeah. Now, if anyone's caught up, I, I have it recorded. I'm, I'm, I'm not depending on players or anything like that. So, <laughs> no, there you have it. Forget them players. Get the the Sky Plus box, uh, and that's yeah, your... but, uh, you know, I I I could never I couldn't have thought of a more worthy subject than Joe Quaid. Absolutely fantastic guy. And you know, you saw what he did in Kildare. You saw what he did in Westmead. Westmead. There was no fluke about it, Jack. No fluke no. whatsoever. I would be going for. That there should be a limerick, a limerick subject every year on the Lake Regale. But look, that's for for another day. For now, I'd go, uh, I, I I I would go a small bit further, Jack. There should be a limerick subject every week. <laughs> You've no time for anyone outside of limerick. But uh, well, as as Raf um uh, keeps accusing me of having green mist in my eyes. Well, you definitely have the green mist this week, but we'll have it on Saturday night in the Gaelic round. But look, a huge thank you to everyone for tuning in. Obviously, a huge thank you to you, Matt. And we'll be back next week um, to look back on those two games this weekend. Look forward to some more football action. We'll have some input from Pab. But for, for now, best look to the, the senior hurlers and the, the Camogie, or the ladies footballers and the, and the minor Camogie team. But until then, we're we'll talking and, and, and to the Salesian College. Oh yeah, and I suppose to, and, to UL and to and of course to UL who are who are by the way managed by um by um like the, the there is a Limerick and a strong Limerick connection and a vital Limerick connection in that they're managed by Declan Bruder of Newcastle West. The Lavin brothers from Adair are among his backroom team, and the team is captained by Paul Maher for um from from Adair. So Adair. like w- w- without wanting to jump ahead, how nice it would be to see a Limerick man lifting the Sigerson Cup. Yeah, we won't get too ahead of ourselves. We won't Hopefully, get too ahead of ourselves, Jack. We won't get too week, ahead of ourselves. We'll be looking forward to you well in the final. We are, but we are hoping. We are hoping. Until then, Matt, we'll talk again soon. The impression again, we get all with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Control in the center of the field from Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. 
your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence, you can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 